Hi everyone, welcome back to Chat Shit Get Fit and welcome back to Is It Bad For You? This is a series where we explore numerous things in the health and fitness industry, looking at the science and diving into our own thoughts to come to a pretty solid conclusion to if something is indeed bad for you. This week we tackle the sometimes zealotry, sometimes elitist world of organic and non-organic produce. Basically what we'll be unpacking is if the non-organic stuff is more dangerous for you and if you should be switching to the rather expensive alternative that is organic. And not only is it more dangerous for you, but we also touch on it from a good slash bad for the environment point of view as well. We look at the herbicide glyphosate, which is sometimes mentioned in the same breath as the weed killer Roundup. So this is a chemical that cannot be used in organic, hence why it's sometimes assaulted in the mainstream media. But we are going to come on to a lot more about the media later in the episode. We also look at pesticides in general and what the current scientific literature is saying, giving you some real life scenarios on how much you actually need to essentially fuck yourself up. This also leads us to look at the data in regards to non-organic produce causing things like autism which is actually something i've seen reported in the media as well uh, spoiler alert as we come on to it appears the media is very biased when it comes to reporting on the world of organic and non-organic and jokes aside this can actually be quite problematic especially as we look at it from a socio-economic standpoint so looking at the impact this can have on those of a lower income um, so yeah it's an absolute beast of a topic so let's get into it Good evening, Tom. Good evening, mate. How are we doing? All good? I'm good to be back. Glad to be back, mate, after a week off. Yeah, a week off. That was a... Yeah, I, I, I went away on holiday and it absolutely pissed down the whole time I was there. Mm. So, yeah, that was a Did you go to shit. Yorkshire? Yeah, I did. Well, yeah, well, I went to exotic exactly Yorkshire. <laughs> it's not exactly exotic holidays. Went to a, Sunshine took a flight Yorkshire. to Scarbados, <laughs> or Scarborough as it's also known as, in its yeah. native tongue. <laughs> But no, it was. I want to say it was nice to get away, but um, that that'd mm. be a lie. <laughs> I hope yeah. Listen to this. <laughs> yeah, that was but, good. We uh, made yeah, a weird week off, didn't we? I hope people um, didn't mess us too much. As yeah, hopefully. As that sounds. Hopefully, I mean, people at work did. My phone wouldn't stop ringing while I was on the holiday. But yeah, I mean, hopefully, uh, people I like, um, you know, didn't miss us too much. Well, I think we've been keeping people ticking over on our Instagram. If you're not following our Instagram, it's at chatshitgetfitpodcast. We've been releasing um, throwback videos every day uh, yeah. last week. So if you listen to it, if you're watching us stream, obviously it doesn't matter. But if you're listening to this uh, on the week of release last week, we released a new video every single day with like a throwback to some of our old um, video content, which you might not have, have seen or heard before. So that's been pretty good. Back in the wild days. Yeah. When you had a robotic yeah. voice, you had the yeah. sellotape hat. Do you remember that? that remember that? The gaffer tape? You had the, the parcel tape? But yeah, I remember that sellotape helmet. That hurt as well, good. taking that off. What did Andy call it? Andy called it, he said you look like a gay gladiator. Uh, yeah, I did, actually. Well, well, it was, was quite phallic, wasn't it? It was, it was but I mean... We bit... know how he came to that. I, I had a yeah. phallic object on my head. Uh, it was literally, I was I was almost like a, a very weird Cockney Teletubby. You, yeah, I think that's what you actually called yourself in the actual yeah. podcast, if I remember correctly. <laughs> oh, well, there you go. Great minds think alike, me and my older self. Yeah. Anyway, we are back. Uh, we're back with Is It Bad For You? So we're tackling know, quite it? a... We're, we're, I should hope you know, Tom. But we're tackling a pretty... I'd say it's an important subject. It's quite... There was a lot more to it than I thought. When I started researching this, I I was fucking pulling my hair out. There was so much to read because quite a lot of lot to it. It's not as simple as organic versus... There's a lot of like nonce to it. Yeah. Um, it, it is quite a big subject and it is almost like... 
how you have like this identity where people get quite vicious with their opinions. Yeah, sure. I yeah. feel like this is actually one of those one of those mm. topics where people get really vicious with their opinions, and it's actually yeah. quite politicised as well when people oh, decide yeah, what yeah. spectrum of the political scale they're on. You know, with yeah, like we'll come uh, on to as well, like the way the media treats us as well is fucking really biased. Which oh, we'll come I, thought on to. I thought he was going to say uh, chemtrails. What? Yeah. what? No, I'm not even joking. You, you're naturally assuming I'm going to one of my conspiracy. Well, it is a conspiracy oh, am, yeah. theory. Yeah, but it's a conspiracy. Yeah, so it is a conspiracy. Um, yeah. How it's it's dangerous and it's linked to chemtrails and the you know the government are purposely altering our minds with these chemicals. They spray on our foods, etc. Oh yeah, and, yeah, got yeah. yeah. Basically, that fucking lunatics. But yeah, yeah. Yeah. But anyway, so what the hell was going on then when we talk about organic and non-organic? So I'd say non-organic. Some people might say inorganic, but that is different. Inorganic is something to do with elements. You have an inorganic element. So if it's non-organic, right? Just to that confuse that one up. the shit out of me. Yeah. 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 Um, <laughs> so you probably so a lot of people out there probably thinking right that organic is better, but they will think oh it's because it's so expensive. I'll just bite the bullet and I'll just get the cheap one and I'll be all right. Okay, that's what that's what people normally go to. That's what we're obviously going to see what the listeners think, but that's normally what people think. If you say to them, "What do you think's better?" They'll go, "Oh, organic's better, isn't it?" But I don't think it's that much better to warrant the price. Obviously, we're going to answer that question for you, but that's normally the general consensus, isn't it? Normally, mm-hmm. people think you pay for what you get. That's like the societal standpoint, isn't it? You pay more, you get something better. Yeah, right? and of course, there's the appeal to nature fallacy, etc. And also, the there's a particular word for this, but I can't remember what it's called. But it's where you've got a, a fear of chemicals. I've got that as a term, yeah. That is actually a term, which is ironic because literally everything is a chemical. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> literally, literally fucking everything. We are breathing in chemicals, but as we always say, it's the poison that makes the dose. No, nope. to, to light, it's the dose that makes the poison. Oh. Oh, I know. I fucked that up. That's anyway. all right, though. It's not like we're live or anything. We're we'll diving to the polls, Tom. So this week, I only asked two questions. I wanted to keep it super simple, right? I just wanted to get people's opinions of what they were thinking. So I asked straight away, do you buy organic food slash drink? What do you think, Tom? Um, well, you have a lot of... Um... No, this is the podcast Instagram. You keep thinking it's my personal... This is the podcast Instagram. <laughs> These are our <laughs> listeners, mate. This is I not my personal... You. you keep blaming me as if it's like all my followers. Um, the thing is, like, I know that we have a lot of ultra-woke listeners. You know, <laughs> in the early days of when I was talking about Hollow Earth people, oh, yeah, birds not real, real etc. Yeah. You know, so OG don't do that conspiracies. Yeah, I, know. I do yeah. know, so yeah. It's because the last person that spoke about it, our, our, our previous co-host, disappeared. And, well, it's because, obviously, we was revealing too much. So I've, I've learned to calm down and stuff like that. Uh, what was I even talking about? Uh, that's it. So I want to say, I reckon a fair amount of people are like, yeah. Really? Chemicals bad. Yeah, you're completely wrong, though, Tom. Um, no? Oh. Only 20% of people suggest. Wow. What a bunch of sheeple. But I did ask. The next question I asked was, Why? So I just put why. So whatever they put yes or no, I wanted to know why they said what they said, okay? So I'm going to go through some responses. We're, we'll explain a few of them. So a few of them here. Um, there's a few. I'll go through this one because this one seems quite common. Someone's put, someone put just put pound signs. Someone put my pockets don't stretch that far. Well, as Leon actually put my pockets don't stretch that far. Evan put I'm broke as fuck. Uh, someone put expensive <laughs> in comparison. Um, Fern put because it's expensive unless you live near like a farmer's market. Uh, Mike. He put they're no different or millimetre different than their standard cat apart for a higher price. Uh, there's a lot of stuff about price there. Johnny put cost an arm, uh, cost my arm and a leg, and it'll be my good side. Uh, Fucking hell, Johnny! <laughs> what's that? What's that indicating to me? There is is that people would probably do it if it were if they were equal price, right? It's kind of what I'm getting from that. Those responses are people who say they don't get it. <laughs> Sorry, but can we just quickly go back to Johnny's comment there <laughs> because <laughs> there's a reason why he said that. 
We've had Johnny on in on it. I mean, that is typical squatty humour. That uh, we've had Johnny on in the past as a guest, and uh, just can you read out that comment again? <laughs> so, but cost my arm and a leg, and it will be my good side. Yeah, his good side. Uh, we've had Johnny on in the podcast before, um, and Johnny basically had a stroke. And one side was particularly affected more than the other. So, yeah, uh, typical British humour for you there. Yeah, that's a good episode. If you want to stab said, actually, it's um, if you go to chatshitgetfit.com slash stroke, funny enough, um, that is an episode all about him. So, well, that's just straight to the Sorry, point, Johnny. He <laughs> yeah, doesn't mind it, but it's actually a really good episode because he, he's done loads of challenges. He's actually doing a challenge now where he, yeah, he he's is. doing, um, was he carrying a rower at the Penny Fan? Yeah, well, he, he put up a clip of that the other day yeah. and that gave me a chuckle, like, Jesus. Yeah, exactly. There's wheels on the front end of it, Johnny. You can just roll it yeah, up. Yeah, you can just roll it up, mate. Yeah, but no, he's doing, <laughs> he does all these mad challenges after having yeah. a stroke. Um, and he's been in hospital with like heart surgery as well since. He's, he's done quite a lot. Uh, it's a good episode to listen to, actually. Really um, quite interesting That was actually story. one of my personal favourites. So yeah, I, I recommend yeah, going back and listening to that. Mm. Fern's just uh, adding to her comment she left on Instagram. I would go for organic if there was a farmer's market near or at cheaper cost. Well, Fern, we're going to turn your world upside down this episode. So uh don't go wishing for things like that just yet. But there was a couple of responses of people left of people who said, yes, they do buy organic. Uh, someone put, with the meat, feel like there's less large-scale production and antibiotics. Now, I want to make some points about the antibiotics because there's actually some really important... A lot of people have this perception of if it's not organic, they don't use antibiotics, okay? Um, well, in the UK here, it's not really an issue because antibiotics are only prescribed if uh, by a vet if they're in, like, basically if the animals in clip. Like if the animal's about to like die, essentially. So it's like infection or disease that would result in pain or suffering. So I'd actually, that's actually really bad, isn't it? That organic don't do that. Mm. When you're concerned, like uh, the suffering of animals, etc. I mean, yeah. animals are suffering enough as it is for us. Yeah. For then if they're ill and diseased, you're not going to give them medicine. Like, I know this is not very, like, it's not the same comparison, but. Oh, please tell child... me you're about to read out the show note. No, no what? Oh, well, you're Can to read you read that, it dude? out exactly how, you, how you've written it in the show note? Because I was creasing up at this when i was reading it in the office <laughs> earlier on oh god's sake right what well, i basically wrote obviously i'm reading this out now so i have to bear with me so i said i know it's not exactly the same but if your child got an infection would you say no to our antibiotics to keep little timmy organic <laughs> <laughs> that's basically what i said well, it's true little though, timmy organic that's what i mean would you not give your child would you not give your child antibiotics if they were sick just to keep them organic uh, if I was planning on eating them later on, then yeah, I'll give it to them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but the the point I want to make though is like, and this is uh, this is the FDA. This next bit, so this is state state side. I'm, I'm going to assume it's the same in the UK because we're actually very very uh, strict of our well. We're not obviously not. We still kill them, but with animal welfare, we're still quite strict compared to other places. But in the FDA, animals um, must be tested, and no antibiotic residue can exist um, before they're slaughtered. Essentially, hmm. so. In the food you send, so basically the chicken you'll get in your supermarket or grocery store will have no antibiotics in because it'll be tested before it's done. So essentially, by buying organic, you're actually doing the animal. You're actually you're actually reducing the welfare of the animal because if they get sick, they're not allowed to do anything with them because yeah. they can't. They're not allowed to. If they put antibiotics into them, they're not organic anymore, and they can't charge you the higher price. I mean, I'm curious if there's actually a reason why people would think it'd be a bad thing for animals yeah, to have antibiotics yeah. anyway. Unless we're suddenly planting 5G microchips into animals now to give them better Wi-Fi, which I'd actually support, you know. People, I think people think that it's a mass thing, that it's like every animal in a farm is just pumped full of them to keep them bigger and make them stronger. But it's not, they're not steroids. They're not giving them roids. I mean, I mean they might do some of them, but I mean, saying like antibiotics are not the same thing. Antibiotics are there to 
make them not be sick. Like if there's yeah. an outbreak or something, why would you want if it all the animals to be suffering. sick? Yeah, of course. Yeah, so that was my sort of response to that. And it's the same for someone else. But uh, they said yes to organic, and they said mainly meat and for the taste and the treatment of animal. I think we just answered that treatment of animal. They're not really treating the animal any different. Organic also doesn't mean that welfare is improved. Organic is literally to do with the feed they're given. So they'll be given like organic fucking grains or whatever. And yeah. as I said, the antibiotic thing as well. So in terms of the welfare of the animal, it's just it could be just as bad as normal, essentially. So in that point of view, organic's not better. Yeah, no, <coughs> okay. Mm. Uh, I think that was it. Oh, and this is a fantastic one here from Sam. Uh, Sam Reevely of Reeves Fitness Locker. He said, whatever, li- whatever Liver King says, we don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very valid point. <laughs> Heavy. Our first made a really good point there. She said, I didn't know there was organic meat. I was thinking of veg and fruit. And that is something that's quite, people normally just associate organic with fruit and veg. They don't think about things like milk, chicken, my bias beef, is, um, st- My bias is usually straight. You Actually, milk is one of the things that I straight go to because of my thought press when I hear the weird, uh, word organic. But oh, yeah, really? for me, it's usually um, yeah fruit and vegetables, yeah. particularly peppers for some reason. I think that's because when I was a normie, I used to be obsessed with organic peppers. Organic and, uh, peppers, it's a really yeah. weird hill to die on but yeah i know better now as you're all about exactly. to find out so i suppose we should really go into what's the actual difference then so we've got the uh some listener resu- uh sort of listener responses there of course we're going to come on to all the health stuff so it's actually bad for you but i think the main difference that people normally associate organic with is the price tag okay so what i'm going to do is i'm going to rattle off some different prices for you um, this is all from Tesco, by the way, which is a supermarket here in the UK. Um, and it, this is going to really emphasize the difference in price between organic and non-organic. So mm. an organic whole chicken from Tesco is £8.25 a kilo. A non-organic whole chicken is £2.07 uh, to £3.50 a kilo. So organic is more than double the price per kilo. Mm. Okay. So obviously, remember, try and remember these numbers or bear them in mind as we go forward into the health stuff to see if it's actually worth it. If we then look at milk, so the one Tom mentioned, four pints of organic semi-skimmed milk is 82p a litre. Four pints of normal semi-skimmed milk is 55p a litre. Okay, so quite a significant difference there again. Then go to bananas. So an organic pack of five bananas, they work out at 27p each. Uh, a normal pack of five bananas is 14p each. So we're looking at just, uh, just shy of double there. Uh, which is quite a lot, <laughs> quite a big difference. And then this is a, this is this one really surprised me actually. Organic, so an organic bag of carrots, seven hundred grams is one point. Uh, sorry, is one pound forty three a kilo to one pound forty three mm. a kilo. And then a normal ba- uh, bag of carrots at a kilo is thirty nine p a kilo. Mm. I mean, some people might argue that oh well, some of those things it's only like oh ten p more, fifteen p more, like per banana, say. But actually, like when we talk about like barriers and socioeconomic issues, etc., to that's a big thing. That's a big deal. You know, yet when this becomes an actual staple of your diet, it does add up over time. Tom, at the end, I found a really good paper which sort of explores what you're saying about the whole um, socioeconomic thing. We'll, 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 I think we'll finish with that because that's a really important. But I mean, point. I think the takeaway from this, and you know, a lot of people don't actually realise this, but the best thing you can do is to actually just steal food. What? Where's that guy? Just didn't expect that to come out. Well, look, steal once food. again, once again, the government doesn't want you to know this, but you can actually steal food and not get in trouble for it if you don't get caught. To be fair, mate, they're getting a bit, you know, some of the way checkouts work now. It's all like, literally, you can just, you know, the little zapper guns you can get, you can just zap stuff. Well, if you buy your fruit and veg loose, you could just essentially put them in your basket and hope they don't like notice you walking out. Oh, kind of like when people used to scan TVs through as a baby bill. <laughs> And stuff As like a baby that. Baby bell. Mm. <laughs> Just walk out of it. On the old self scans before they added the weight scale thing to it. Yeah. <laughs> and the actual security tags. I had a great Christmas in early 2000 when they first introduced those before the scales. 
but the thing is as well like um i mean that's quite an expensive thing to get a zap gun i mean socioeconomics best thing to do is to buy yourself a very small ladder explain and then well no one questions you if you walk into somewhere with a ladder oh i saw this video actually yeah so they, they didn't they go into all these sort of places with, yeah, there's, there's a video you've not seen it the oh. guy walks around he actually walks with a ladder and gets into all these different places no just i the haven't but there you go we've now got a we've actually got evidence and we are an evidence-based podcast we now have evidence if you walk in to the back room of a warehouse i don't know sainsbury's with a ladder with a ladder under your arm that they will help you carry the food <laughs> yeah. to your car but if you did that without a ladder, you're banning trouble. Oh, yeah. You wouldn't get away with that, no. You wouldn't get away with it. Yeah. But no, if you have a ladder, you, you crack on. You could hand your shopping bags on it. You could take a basket if you want. Take the basket home with you afterwards. What are they going to do? You've got a ladder. They can't physically stop you. So that's basically the takeaway from this week's episode, guys. Forget organic or you know non-organic. Ladders. Take them everywhere, and it'll get you into all sorts of wonderful places. Yeah. It's only illegal if you get caught. Tom, I do have one more item, though. Because um, I know this one's quite a popular one. This actually normally oh, comes up ladders, the dirty. It? No, it's not. It's the dirty dozen list. One of the the big culprits, which we're going to come on to. Don't worry. Relax. I can see you getting really excited. Because I can name one already. So apples is one of them. Organic pink lady apples are five pounds sixty nine a kilo. Normal pink lady apples are three pounds sixty five a kilo. So once again, a significant difference there. So the point is, I'm trying to make is that there's a big difference between the two. Yeah. Pink ladies break the bank as it is. Certainly delicious. To be, to be fair, though, mate, they are very nice. They're a lot they better. Are. Than they are very nice. Well worth stealing. <laughs> I just want to get clarify. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely worth stealing. Yeah. Um, so the question I want to people probably think at this point is why? Why is there a price difference? Why? Why are these these companies decided to charge more? So I've got a few reasons here that I actually found that. So firstly, it's actually not free for a, a sort of farm to certify organic. They actually have to pay for it first. So if they're a small farm, it's going to cost them a lot of money to do that. So they obviously have to make that money back somewhere. And one of the ways to do that is obviously increase the cost. The other one is increased labour cost. Because of the way that they deal with pesticides and stuff, they might have to do a bit more manual weeding, which means they've got to use more people, which means that obviously costs more money in labour. Crop dusters cost money. Pilot's licence costs money. Do fly the crop duster. Fly the what? Where you, <laughs> what is wrong with you? What, <laughs> That's what crop dusting is. You, you throw, pesti- throw pesticides. You carpet bomb pesticides into your crops, don't you? <laughs> carpet bomb it costs pesticides. money to fly a plane. It costs even more money to buy the license to fly the plane and the, and the flying lessons. Once again, financial advice from myself or from me and Bill as a collective. I'm going to throw you into this, Bill, so you can be Brilliant. responsible too. Cheers, Cut Tom. out the middleman, buy the plane, forget the license and forget the lessons. Just buy the plane and there you go. It's now cheaper to uh, blast pesticides onto your farm. Wow. And onto your cows. <laughs> are you are you're now going to solve the organic uh, cost crisis well, that, are you? Is that your, is that your, uh, that, your that's idea? That's it. it. I've solved it. I've solved the farming industry. We can all go home. Anyway, increased labour costs is somehow derailed to pilots and butt carpet bombing stuff. Um, there's also something that's... Uh, Something that's more commonly known, I think, and this is like in the California area, I suppose, is that price discrimination of organic food, yeah? So they're normally referred to as a, luck- a luxury item, as a trendy item. So you go to, as I said, places like California. Yeah. And it's like a trendy, like, if you would get disowned by your society, if you walked around and you weren't buying organic yeah. food. Yeah. It's like a status. Yeah, status. So that's why these chains know that and they'll put the price up like, well, these people have got more disposable income, so we'll charge them more because we know they'll pay it to keep in their little status bubble yeah. of buying organic. There's whole like uh, food chains out there, isn't there, in the US, um, where they're basically pretty much dedicated to yeah organic food. Organic, yeah. And if your social cir- uh, circle, I mean, you could be, you could be shunned from your from certain social groups if you dare shop anywhere that isn't organic in some places. Mm. Uh, as I said, amid this particular subject, it could be it could have cult like it's 
quite ingrained with like uh, zealotry in a weird way. Mm. Yeah. You know? like, oh my will- god, you're 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 feeding into uh, pesticides. You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. you're giving your kids cancer, etc., etc. Yeah. I can't believe you're doing that. You know, I can't believe you're you're, you're giving your children cancer. I can't. Be- you're a part of the problem. You're part of big pesticide, Monsanto, etc. It's a, it's yeah, it's a, it's quite big damaging. Yeah, bin. I said. But I mean, getting back on topic, what I said about the crop dusting, an even cheaper Front version side. would be to just. This is what I don't understand. Like, it costs fuel to fly a crop dusting plane. Yeah. Why not just get a fully trained uh, mortar team? A fully trained mortar ban- team. Yeah, but instead of like high explosives, I mean, this is going on onto the grounds of chemical warfare. But just load it up with pesticides and just mortar the fuck out of the crop positions. Yeah, but how accurate are they? Going to, they can't be that accurate, can they? You might accidentally take out a, uh, I say take out, you might accidentally pesticide an, an, an organic farm across the road, but Mate. that's their problem. And let's be honest with you, we're going to go into it later, that perhaps organic farms aren't exactly as free from pesticides as we thought. As, yeah. uh, as we to thought. be fair, mate, the last thing we need is... The last thing we need is, is squaddies firing off again. The last time that happened, they took out a bunch of cows in a, shoot, in a firing range. So the last thing we need is more squaddies on a farm firing off weapons. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we never found out if they were organic as well. So. <laughs> what, those cows? If they were <laughs> <Yeah>. organic or not? <laughs> I don't know, mate. I'm not too organically sure. Organically fucked. Yeah, <laughs> organically yeah. fucked by an SA-80. I, yeah. I, I shouldn't. Uh, no, no, it was tanks. Oh, tanks, it was, yeah. The tanks break, even worse, yeah. Tanks, yeah. yeah even, oh, Jesus, Jesus. Christ. <laughs> That's devastating. Yeah. I'm not, I should be laughing. That's really we shouldn't funny. laugh, really but ups- um, really it, it, it is funny. Yeah, it's, <laughs> the it's duality funny, of man, it's really funny. It's upsetting. Yeah, it's upsetting. <laughs> we are. We live in a society. We do. Um, <laughs> right, let's get back anyway, on to the... let's get back uh, on it. Yeah. Right, we're going to tackle. We're going to tackle now. Is it worth it? Is it worth this sort of price thing? So the difference everyone goes on about with non-organic food is that it's covered in chemicals. It's pumped full of GMOs, um, basically to make it grow quicker and more. So we've got more, so people can make money. Right um, now, there is a whole argument um, about whether we do need more non-organic to feed the world's population. But obviously, that's a bit more of a that's not really our lane talking about yeah. feeding the planet we're not really into that so we'll leave that mm. sort of argument there but um the question we're going to go to though is the chemical thing are the chemicals dangerous now the first thing we're going to talk about is the main one which is associated with uh, non-organic farming it's a herbicide called glyphosate or glyphosate yeah in america it's also commonly known it's roundup well it's not this glyphosate is it's one of the main ingredients in roundup yeah it? so it's not yeah, it's like one of the main ones, but uh, I've heard a lot of people like, associate glyphosate with Roundup because it is well, the main ingredient. Well, because they look ingredient. at the back of Roundup, mate, yeah. and they go, oh, it says glyphosate, so, oh my God, put glyphosate. on my apples. Yeah, and they I mean, think you're using Roundup. Down, but... Yeah, obviously it's not the fucking same, is it? Um, but this ingredient, glyphosate, is not allowed to be used in organic farming. So that's mm. why you get the whole thing of, okay, right. So what I'm going to start by saying, though, guys, is that this chemical is one of the most studied um, chemicals in history. Probably because everyone flaps about it, so they have to keep yeah. studying it to shut the fucking. When I was saying that it's politicised, this is one of those chemicals where people like this is this is what they're spraying on the populations, etc. Yeah, yeah. One well, kind of so I found some really quite sort of humorous extracts here. Um, there's some stuff people posted, and this is this kind of reinforces why it's so heavily um, heavily researched. Okay, so this is this is just imagine this is a hypothetical news article: glyphosate residues found in wine. People, oh my god, they're trying to kill us with chemicals. We're now going to go to another news article. News. Oh, wine news. causes cancer. 
everything in moderation, right? Everything's trying to kill you these days. It's okay. I'll still drink my wine. So you can see straight away there, there's a comparison between the two. And there's another one here, which is even funnier. Um, this one says, a suspect internet report from activists claims wine is contaminated with one part per billion of glyphosate, a disputed probable carcinogen, and everyone screams poison. Uh, carcinogen is basically a cancerous thing. That just means it's, good. it's likely to cause cancer. Um, and everyone screams poison. The same glass of wine contains 130 million parts per billion of a proven carcinogen called alcohol, but nobody seems to mind. So basically what it's trying to say is, is that people would kick off on the news about wine having it in there, but then they forget that alcohol itself is deeply damaging compared to glyphosate. But because mm. glyphosate is given this whole chemical anti-scared fucking thing on the media, yeah. everyone loses their mind. But then you tell them not to drink wine, they're like, you can't tell me what to do, you can't tell me not to drink alcohol. Mm -hmm. So we can see that, we can sort of see, basically what I'm trying to say is we live in a motherfucking society. That's what I'm yeah, saying. We, 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 we do. We do feel. <laughs> I know we get out of control this say, guys. I do apologise for listening thinking, oh, they're fucking saying it again. They don't shut up. But we, I will come I up with a new it. one eventually. I promise you. Yeah. yeah we never used to. We, did, we only used to it. When was the first time we said it? I think it was with um, Tristan. Do you remember? When I had my funky shirt on. Yeah, you, uh, you actually posted a clip of it recently, didn't you? Yeah, I did, yeah. I think that was yeah. the first time you mentioned it. Yeah, it was just, uh, I think I probably just saw it on like a meme and I just uh, went with it yeah. there. Meme, yeah. Joke side now. What does the actual data say? Because, you know, as we like to say, evidence-based and all that. Um, so I'm going to have to go through quite a lot of research here because there's quite a lot to get into. I think Tom's got some as well because if guys aren't aware, me and Tom don't like sit together and go through research. We actually go for it separately for obvious reasons because then we get separate eyes on different papers, mm. which stops any sort of bias um, or any... And as you're about to discover later, what I usually do is I bring up a, stu a study at the very last second of the podcast. Yeah, yeah. Um, just to completely flip things over, and yeah. also uh, just just to gaslight you, Bill. Really, you let me you let me go off on one, and then you go. You actually, are I've got, I've... you are look. I've got to admit, you are superiorly superiorly stronger, uh, fitter, and faster than me. But I'm really good at gaslighting, and that's what I'm going to do at the very end of this episode. You remember that? Oh, oh God! <laughs> I tell you what. Before you do. Um, uh, move on though one thing I do want to say is just because of what you were saying about like, the headlines etc um, this isn't the gaslighting by the way this is just uh, something I've just remembered right now funny enough but I remember there was actually a massive media circus a while back where uh, this is actually one of the reasons why I've mentioned Roundup as well um, okay. but it was, a, it was like a massive court case where I think it was like a school janitor in the US oh yeah the, I heard about this one yeah was it le le leukemia cancer yeah, yeah cancer, something yeah. where in his court case, they linked it to his use of Roundup, therefore yeah. glyphosate. And he actually, I think he won his court case. He did win, yeah, he did win, yeah, he got those money. Now, just because he won his court case, court case over it doesn't necessarily mean that they've done it because of the amount of evidence about glyphosate. It was really weird because obviously court should be based on evidence, but um, because he won his court case, a lot of people use that as an example of glyphosate must be dangerous um, to anyone simply because this gentleman here won a court case over using it. Won a court it. case, yeah. Yeah. And I see that repeated often. Um, it's that, it's that quite frustrating, article. isn't it? Because court cases got nothing to do with like scientific. No. Like, basically, it's literally just... It's, it's all to do with the law, isn't it? Like, it's got nothing yeah, to do with it. Yeah, like, I, I don't know if it was a jury either. I just, I just simply don't yeah. know. You don't even know if the other people settled. They could have settled, yeah. mate. They could have gone, we just want to get, we get this over and done with. Um, I'm not saying that it's not a contributing factor. Because obviously, if you're something like a, a school janitor... Or a cleaner, a or somewhere where you're 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 constantly exposed to these chemicals. I I, I have a de weeder, you know. I use a I, I use something that has glyphosate in it, but I don't use it nearly enough that I'm probably getting exposed to it all the time. 
you know what I mean? Because I'm shit at gardening. But yeah, I still see people citing the link to this uh, court case as if that's as evidence. actually evidence. Evidence, yeah, it's ridiculous. It's not. Cool. Well, we're going to the actual data then, uh, not a court case. So I'm going to jump in with, this, with the C word, Tom, straight away. Does glyphosate have cancerous properties? This is the one people go on about and get scared. It's actually that court case as well. So if you did Google it, you would be presented with all sorts, probably including that court case saying that, yes, this is linked with blah, blah, blah. Um, there's actually even a chart as well. So uh, Bloomberg, they actually used, uh, they made a really good chart that used categories from the International Agency for Research on Cancer. Now, this agency is actually pretty dog shit, as we're going to go into. I mean, they break things down on this chart from um, definitely, uh, what's that word there? Carago, carcinogenetica. Carso genetica. Yeah, uh, probably carcinogenetic, possibly not classified, probably not. So they've got quite a, quite a, you know array of categories there, yeah. um, and there's hundreds and hundreds of th- potentially thousands of things on this this list of categories, right? And there's only one thing that is classified as probably not. And if you looked at this, you'd probably be shitting yourself thinking, yeah, everyone wants to fuck you up, everyone wants to give you cancer because pretty much everything is in that category. Um, and yes, glyphosate is in the probably um, carcinogenic genetic yeah. category um, it's also along with things like red meat so red meat's also in the probably you know cancerous and guess what else is with that tom a trip to the barbers slash hairdressers is also improbably uh carcinogenetic thank god for that yeah i've just been to mine so guys if you were to look at that apparently glyphosate red meat and a trip to the barbers is all in the same category of you know potentially giving you cancer which is uh, not something i thought i'd say on this podcast so the application is just don't do all of those at the same time. Don't get your hair cut while chewing on some steak. Yeah. While spraying, I don't know, Roundup. I don't don't dip your steak into Roundup as you're having your hair cut. That's what, <laughs> what we're trying to say. Yeah. Whenever they say, like, when you go to the bar, it's like, oh, do you want anything on your hair? Uh, just just opt out for the Roundup. Yeah, just opt out. Yeah, guys, I'll be all right. Oh, just, just the wax, cheese. Do you want some Roundup? Yeah, just the wax, yeah. Uh, but I did say there's a problem with this agency, right? So something that's been highlighted, and the media always fails to mention this when they ever promote anything that this uh, international agency for research on cancer does, is that they do not actually look at risk. And when I say they don't look at risk, what that means is they don't look at how, basically, how what levels are safe and what aren't. So as Tom said, the, you know the dose the poison yeah the poison is in the dose why are we yeah. struggling this week with saying that we know. say it all the time know. but that that's basically what that means is that they don't actually look at that so all they do is they go okay well this 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 could be cancerous it's like yes if you fucking you know you consumed gallons of it every fucking five minutes that could be one thing but they don't look at that so that mm. makes that whole thing a mess but as we said the media will push it because they like buzzword headlines they can be like this fucking thing is definitely going to give you cancer also what about ppe as well like what kind of like uh you know protection are you wearing when you're dealing with this stuff as well that's something you've got to take into account so okay you might be more at risk if you are just going fucking rogue in your garden spraying glyphosate everywhere (laughs) you know (laughs) having a little water fight with your kids and you've got the the, the glyphosate gun and you go oh you can have a tinkle you know spray your kids with glyphosate Compared to the person that is wearing like the proper PPE, etc., has been sensible. There's a, lot, there's a lot of context to it, basically, and this agency does not look at that when they make these categories. They basically just put a load of things into categories based on what they think, essentially. Don't spray no. your kids with glyphosate. Wouldn't no, please don't. Yeah, just yeah, don't. They did something similar in Vietnam, uh, and uh, yeah, napalm wasn't it? Uh, they called it a, a defoliant um, agent orange. That's napalm, for another podcast. About to say it's another podcast, bloody hell. Yeah. I feel like you could have your own sideshow at this rate. Yeah. Some of the shit you've got. Fucking hell. I should technically be advising farmers on how to, you know, deal with pesticides. I can imagine you now saying you want them to carpet bomb with napalm to get rid of, um, get rid of um, the weeds. As I said, it worked in Vietnam a little too well. 
yeah. moving swiftly on. <laughs> moving very swiftly on. <laughs> moving swiftly on. So basically what we're trying to say with all that information is that that sort of graph, as I just said, is not really useful to a consumer. Yeah, it looks all pretty. It gives you an idea of, okay, that's, you know, red meats and whatever, but it's not, it's not useful. So what we actually are doing, when we actually look to the paper, and there's a lot of papers, I've did link a quite, there'll be quite a few in the show notes, um, is that to date, so April 2022, Every uh, regulatory agency that has evaluated glyphosate uh, has concluded that it's safe to use according to the label specifications. So that's mm-hmm. another way of saying that as long as it's used within the safe doses that have been proven, you know, that have been suggested by science, that there will be no adverse health risks. Mm-hmm. And that is literally every regulatory board in the world. So you've got things like the FDA, EFSA, all them, all them ones. And I wish that it was satire when I say this, but sadly it's not. But you will get people that will push back against stuff like this and say, oh, yeah, but the people that have um, okayed this work for big government and they're paid yeah, off by glyphosate. Yeah. And it's like, I mean, if we're going to go down that route, we could literally use that argument for anything. Everything, yeah, literally anything. Oh, yeah. You, you're a powerlifter? You prefer low reps? Oh, you're paid off by, you know, big weight. I <laughs> big don't weight. know. <laughs> big dumbbell. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, <laughs> big dumbbell <laughs> I, will, um, I will put this into context though Tom so I've said they've all said that but I want to give you some actual figures you can use so the actual acceptable daily intake or the ADI it will sound to be called to is 1.75 milligrams per kilo of body weight a day okay make sure you put that into my fitness pal yeah yeah um, so for me for example I worked it out at 90 about 90 kilos that's 157.5 milligrams a day I'm allowed to have and just also just to let you know this um, this is actually quite a conservative dose so it's actually quite low so that you could actually go way above this and you'd still be okay. But they normally set it lower than obviously tolerable to give into account of, you know, fudge factor. Um, so now let's put this into the actual real life situation. A serving of oats. So you go buy some porridge from your local Tesco, nice bit of oats. A serving is 40 grams, yeah? This has 0.052 milligrams of glyphosate. So I would need 3,028 servings of porridge to reach the ADI um and as i said that's still quite conservative so i could probably have even more which is mad which is still crazy and if another one we look at another one as well hummus for example i found a good example online for this Glyph- uh, hummus is normally attacked quite a lot for gly- glyphosate and they found that even with the sort of most contaminated uh, hummus that someone who was 60 kilos would have to consume 12 gallons or 55 liters a day to hit the adi and it's funny that you say that it's hummus you've seen get attacked a lot. It's actually oats that I've seen get attacked a lot. Oh, really? Regards oats, to glyphosate. Yeah. For you to say, yeah, for, <laughs> for, for what you've just numbered there, 3,028 servings of porridge, yeah, I mean, come on. Who's having that? Who's having that a day? You know what I mean? That's <laughs> mutants. Yeah. That's, um, but basically, that's, that's, it's quite a lot. <laughs> yeah, so if you want to smash that porridge, then you might have an issue, but yeah. I think you'd be okay. I think you'd be dead long before you got to the 1,000th serving, to be fair. And that would not be from glyphosate. So as we say all the time, you know, the poison, depends on the dose, guys. Depends on the dose. Yeah. And that dose is outrageous. Okay. Even if I thought, I mean, 55 litres of hummus is just disgusting. Mm. <laughs> That's a lot of fucking hummus. Mm. Right, cool. Okay, so we'll move on to the next bit now, which I sound I sort of highlight uh, I sort of alluded to at the start about media attention and sort of the differences. So we've got some more points about glyphosate, don't worry, but... What, what you're probably thinking is, why do people still think this? Why is it such a big deal? Why are people so scared of this? You know, what? why is it constantly, even if you say, I've got evidence that, no, 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 the Daily Mail said this, you know, BBC News says this, yeah. whatever. Um, this is where it comes down to media knows that fear sells, okay? Fear gets clicks and more clicks equals more money for media, right? So they're obviously going to go for the fear. Um, and I actually found something really interesting. There was a French blogger um, and he actually looked at the current scientific consensus. So he looked at all those, you know, the regulatory bodies I spoke about, the ones who concluded that it was fine. He looked yeah, at what all they said. Government. 
Um, and he looked at that versus the French media in terms of coverage, what was covered more. Um, and I'll read out what I found this. I've got I took a picture of it. This was the consensus, and I'll tell you the percentage of how many media uh, companies actually cited this year. Okay, so this one consensus, unlikely to pose a risk for humans, EFSA, 12% of the media cited that. Next one, glyphosate, not classified as a carcinogen, mutagen, or as toxic for reproduction, 6% of that was cited. Unlikely to be carcinogenetic, 0%. Unlikely to be carcinogenetic to humans, 0%. Exposure to glyphosate does not pose a cancer risk to humans, 0%. Unlikely to pose cancer risk in humans, 0%. Animal tests show no con uh, no connection to cancer, 0%. No uh, cancerous uh, symptoms observed, 0%. Unlikely to pose a uh, carcinogenetic risk to humans from exposure through the diet, 0%. Exposure through diet does not pose a risk for health, 0%. Evidence does not permit classification as a carcinogenetic, uh, 0%. And then the last one, this is the big one. Limited evidence of carcinogenicity in humans, 73%. Mm. So to basically make that clearer, if that all didn't make sense to you, is that 73% of what the French media was pushing was the stuff that was based on limited evidence of it having cancerous properties. Mm. And the rest of it was, you know, what was that, 18% at most for the rest of it of anything that was, you know, all the other studies. But obviously you can see the weight of the evidence was in was in favour of it having no issues, but the media only posted 18% of it. I mean, I don't think it's too tinfoil hat of me to say that, let's be honest, the media makes its profit more through selling fear. You know, and we've not just seen this with things like glyphosate or organic or you know, GMO, etc. It's um we we've seen this with things like protein. Mm. Someone's died from a protein shake and then you read the small print it says actually no, they had like an underlying uh, chronic kidney disease, etc. Mm. And they were having like fourteen shakes a day. Uh, you know, mm. exactly yeah. The the media sales fear. Um, I, yeah, I don't think that's too much of a conspiracy thing. So to, to be to fair, that, that's why it's it's kind of hard to like when you people say to you, "Oh no, it's it's, it's dangerous for you. It's toxic." It's like, well, if all they're reading every day is constant fear from the media, then that's probably what they think because that's all they're being exposed to. He has, you know, they they have an inherent bias mm -hmm. to get you to react to fearful headlines, etc. So yeah, I mean, I, I would not be putting too much weight. Yeah. into what the media says in regards to this kind of stuff at least so really the takeaway from that little section there as i'd say is where if you read something on online about these fucking you know herbicide things read the small print or just completely ignore it because the odds are i mean it's obviously that was only one the odds are i've not put anything in the small print either yeah yeah exactly but like, i know that's only from a french point of view there but the odds are that <laughs> It was only from a French point of view, anyway. <laughs> no, real people. <laughs> yeah, but in terms, of, in terms, of, you know, if we're looking at it from a you know scientific point of view, it's only you know one population, isn't it? So, but basically, what we're saying is that the chances are the stuff you're going to see in the media is going to be based on limited evidence, and the stuff that's based on solid evidence will not be posted. A better thing to have said is, uh, from a scientific point of view, who gives a fuck what the French think anyway? <laughs> I don't actually think we have, I don't actually think we have any French listeners, to be honest. Oh, thank God for that. Well, we're not going to ha now anyway. Like, <laughs> no, not. Uh, Majority of audience comes from the United Kingdom, obviously, and the United States. Real country. Oh no, what's, what's, what's Leon said? They'll surrender their opinion when challenged. Anyway, oh, <laughs> that is that's from Leon. That is not that is not the stance of the chat shit get fit podcast. Oh, that, that 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 absolute based comment is definitely not a, <laughs> a you know does definitely not mirror my views. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've got nothing to do with that comment. Anyway. <laughs>
Okay, guys, we'll just clarify a couple more things uh, that are quite important to do with uh, this herbicide glyphosate, uh, and that is it called, that it can actually cause an array of things such as celiac disease, obesity, and autism. So autism is actually quite a big one. I've actually seen it. When I read it, I was actually remember seeing quite a lot about it, and people saying, oh, it's because we're eating non-organic food that people, the, the autism's gone up. When actually, I even saw one chart, which I'm not going in front of me now, but there's actually a chart which showed, obviously, correlation and causation, all that stuff doesn't always equal, but there was a chart which showed an increase in... Uh, autism in children obviously going up but also correlating with that was the increase in organic food sales mm. so it was like what went against what they were saying anyway but if we actually look at the evidence on it which is more important than a correlation chart um is that the Aut uh, autism science foundation they actually give a good overview of the research based on what causes autism so you can kind of go on there and they'll pretty much give you a good indication of what causes it and um, before i could see a lot of it's about like it risk factors and environmental factors but um it's essentially comes down to it's fundamentally a genetic disease. Yeah. I mean, it's not the first time that something else has been blamed for this. Uh, that's once again, very heavily, uh, heavily influenced by people's where they sit on the political spectrum. Cause originally yeah. it was vaccines. Yeah, vaccines still autism. get a lot of flack in regards to causing autism. Um, and yeah, pesticides is another one. And well, it's yeah. funny to know actually, is that if you actually look at that list, glyphosate's not even on the list of things causing autism. It's not even on the list. It's not even mentioned, but people are still, jump i don't know how people are doing that it's all the chemicals and yeah 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 it's essentially a genetic obviously we're not autism experts but yes yeah, essentially a genetic disease there's actually autistic. one mate there was one there was one mate analysis i looked at which even showed um the older you are so maternal age of, of the mother uh the older they are the more the, the chance increased the risk increased of the child having autism um mm. so as i said it, is, it comes down more to a genetic thing as opposed to chemicals is what i'm saying okay so don't worry about that right so it's really summarized on glyphosate don't worry about it. It's all right. Yeah, pretty much. You drink uh, as much as you want. Well, not too much. Don't have 55 litres of hummus. Add it in your porridge. Just don't have yeah. 3,028 servings. Please realise that I did not actually mean that. That was a joke. That was satire. I don't want people actually going, you know, think it's, it's okay to go and neck, yeah, round up. Do you know what I find interesting as well, mate? It's some of these people, it's when you ask them, what's your solution? Like, if you if we were to give it a glyphosate, what's your what's your alternative? What is your what is your solution? What There isn't one, really. Without causing more harm. Yeah, the alternative is actually more. Like, you know, these people use like they say, "I'll oh, get natural." Agent one. Orange. What do you mean, Agent Orange? Stop talking about this fucking orange. napalm shit, right? People are going to think we generally want to napalm farms. But that's the other alternative. What other alternative is there? I'm not going out and like picking off individual bugs. It's either the glyphosate or it's the Agent Orange. We heard it here first, guys. It's either glyphosate or napalm. If anyone else says to you, "What's the alternative?" There you go, napalm. Right, Tom, before we move on, I'm going to come back to you because last time I asked you to do this, it went, you know, terribly wrong. Patreon. Let's talk about Patreon, our supporters, network, community, buzzwords. Talk to us. How would you explain um, to people what a Patreon is and why, why should they come and join us over at Patreon? I'm giving you another opportunity to really sell it. Our, pa your, our Patreon is to fund our drug habit. Oh, for fuck's sake. Um, see, we actually are addicted to glyphosate. <laughs> Um, sometimes we enjoy shooting it up. Other times we enjoy snorting it. Other times we like to put it onto little tabs with little pictures of on it of little cartoon characters and stick it on our tons. And uh, yeah, please help us with that. 
just Brilliant. to confirm, this isn't going in the actual podcast, is it? It, it? it just goes to the Patreons. No, this is this is the Patreon plug for the podcast that goes out live, or not live, but goes out to everyone who listens. Oh dear. Shall I redo it? No, mate, if that's what you want to go for, mate, that's, you've, 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 buried, you've, made, you've buried yourself now, mate. That's... I, I feel like I could be a lot more professional with it, but it does seem like a lot of work. <laughs> You're really so, selling uh... Patreon, mate. <laughs> um. You know, it, it just it, it helps to run the podcast. It helps us Which keep in... a glyphosate addiction. Exactly. It it also helps me steal the research that we're actually looking for. So you see, when you actually sign up to the, the the Patreon, it does help us run the podcast. But you're not actually funding us when we're getting the research because we steal that, <laughs> and we don't give a fuck who knows. <laughs> yeah, we do actually steal um, that. But I'm not paying it, thirty pound for a fucking paper. Yeah, yeah, it 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 does help towards the running costs of the software, etc. Yeah, that does help. Yeah, so that's the most genuine thing I've actually said about this. <laughs> but we do steal what we read. For as little as three pound fifty a month, you can support Tom and his roundup addiction. Mm. Please. Anyway, yeah, join us on Patreon, patreon.com slash CSGF podcast. It'll also be linked down in the show notes um, where you can dive into one of three tiers, all with increasing levels of glyphosate. That's definitely the right link this time. Because last time you said chat shit, get shit.com. Yeah, did, yeah. <laughs> chat shit, get shit.com. Yeah, that was don't fucking bring it up again, mate. <laughs> Maybe we said I got right to that. We'll move on to the next part of the show, Tom, which is what we're gonna look at pesticides in general. Because we've spoken about the herbicide. Glyphosate, which is a popular one, but we look at pesticides. So you might have heard of something, which I did actually uh, mention at the start of the podcast, and that is a dirty dozen. Now, this is s- certain foods that are apparently horrendous for pesticides. They get pushed by all sorts of, you know, organic websites and stuff. Um, and this list normally clu- includes things. Actually, the list does change from time to time, but it normally includes things like apples, grapes, pears, tomatoes, spinach, and obviously I can go on, um, but it will change it. But I hate to break it to you here, guys, but these, the organic variations of those food I just spoke about do also use pesticides. Short we mentioned earlier. Yeah, literally organic and non-organic, they still both use pesticides. Yeah. And even the ones that claim that they don't, there's some sort well, they, of yeah, cross-contamination yeah, anyway. Some, yeah, they have to be. Um, the only difference is is that organic farming only uses pesticides that are from natural sources. And this is where, as Tom mentioned earlier, the whole appeal to nature fallacy. So, like... It's, it's actually like they t- they can't even say there's even like a benefit to them being natural because there's so much variance in the way the farmers use it. There's variance yeah. in the fucking toxicity of it, the environmental conditions of it. So just because it's natural doesn't in- inherently mean it's better. I mean, one thing that does give me a giggle is what I said about even the farms that do uh, claim to be completely organic without any form of you know pesticide whatsoever, but there is some form of cross contamination. You might then hear the argument, oh yeah, but it's only like a little amount anyway. So it's such a small amount because it's cross-contamination. It's only going to be a small amount of pesticides anyway. Okay, so you've accidentally just admitted to the argument that it's, once again, the dose that makes the poison. The dose that makes the poison, yeah. It's it's weird. And even yeah. then, the ones you're talking about, it's like it's, they can't, they're not scalable because it, it just takes too long to fucking actually get anything out. The reason they have to use these pesticides is so they can actually feed the fucking planet half the time. Just to clarify, like there's nothing in, inherently harmful, as far as we know, Probably no. about having a organic food. It's just that it's not a, a be all end all no. if you can't have organic. No. Yeah. I think we just stop fucking panicking. I, I, I'm getting a bit sick and tired of seeing it now. This whole appeal to nature fallacies. It means it got bigger recently. The whole I mean, appeal to nature thing oh, yeah, is getting out of control. I, do you know what? It's, it's really fucking... weird, but in the past, like the past year, it's getting even worse. 
I don't get it, mate. I don't honestly like. We're supposed to be evolving as a species, yeah. We can do. We've got technology now far beyond what people could even fucking comprehend, like twenty years ago. But people still want to go back to fucking chewing meat and eating grass in caves. Like, why? I think it's I don't get almost. It. Why, why would you want to do? I think. I think in a way, it's like a natural pushback to the way that we are, like a hyper techno technological society. Yeah. You know, and uh, no jokes mentioned there. So in that way, I can sympathise, but at the same time, to say that, like, yeah, like we we are born to be carnivores, etc., or you know, a loaf of bread is going to kill you, etc. It's like, yeah, no. <laughs> There's a reason we're fucking living longer these days than we did before. It's because we've advanced as a society. You know, we, 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 we've got technology that's keeping us alive. We've got, there's all these things, the way we're eating. The, look, if you look at sports, for example, records are constantly getting broken because we're improving. Yeah. Technology is improving around sports, nutrition, etc. So I don't get why people keep wanting to go back, look backwards it's all the time. all those nanomachines that's in the glyphosate that we're consuming. <laughs> yeah. All the microplastics. Five, 5G towers. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There's a lot of stuff going on, but yeah. Um, but yeah, basically what I'm saying is this whole appeal to nature thing, just fucking relax, just chill out. You know what I mean? It doesn't yeah, make it better. Just chill out. Yeah. Just fucking chill yeah. out, please. Stop. I'm getting sick and tired of reading about it. <laughs> I mean, if you want to spend an extra couple of quid on organic food, go for it. Crack on, I but suppose. Literally, there's literally no difference. But my issue is when it becomes such a stigma behind non-organic food that for people who financially are might be better off or can only really afford or only have access to because some shops don't even sell organic produce yeah. you know you know if if all these people have access to is or financially have access to is yeah non-organic food then that's fine as well i mean another thing that gets mentioned a lot or at least a fair amount is that oh well aren't non-organic foods completely stripped of their nutrients Fucking stupid. and that's that's not the case at all no nah. Do you know what gets used though, Tom? Is because some you'll see it's the little fuckers of the media again. They'll say, yeah. "Oh, this fucking this this thing here has actually slightly more." They'll say it's actually got more of this nutrient, for example. But then the small print it will say it's to insignificant degree. It's like not even yeah. what it's not even it's like zero point zero five milligrams, or whatever. So it's like it's not even worth talking. Do you know about. what I could have actually spoken about here? But it kind of reminds me of like the. But I think we should actually save this for its own. Is it bad few episodes? And that is for frozen fruit and vegetables, etc. Kind of reminds yeah. of that argument, how, oh, isn't it suddenly stripped of its nutrients? Maybe that's an episode by itself, frozen food. Maybe, we'll, we'll look at that, mm. we'll look at that. But I want to go back to something you said, Tom, about the um, like the impact of like low-income households, because there are actually yeah. some data on this as well. Um, and it's because we spoke about how the media, the majority of the stuff the media pushes is negative, yeah? So if mm. you're a low-income household and you're reading that, there was actually some peer-reviewed research which looked at 510 low-income shoppers. And what they did find is it actually did support that it was having a negative impact on their food choices. They weren't actually even buying fruit and veg because they could only afford non-organic and they were scared that by buying non-organic, they were going to cause harm to themselves. So they didn't buy it. They didn't buy the fruit and veg. What do we talk about quite often? Barriers to exercise. Mm. There's also yeah. barriers to, you know, food Nutri- as yeah, well, food choices. Yeah. And this is, this is one of them. All I'd say to that is really is the risk versus reward, isn't it? Mm. I'd mu- you'd much rather get fucking, you know, fruit and veg. Go buy frozen. Buy fr- Get the ugly ones. You know the little ugly ones that are like discount. Oh, yeah, yeah. Fucking buy them as well. Who cares? They're all, it's all the same thing. Like, don't worry about it. Mm. You're much better off buying the fruit and veg, which is going to help your health overall, than worrying about having to consume 55 litres of hummus to potentially have a, some sort of negative effect. I mean, something important I'd like to kind of get out there is that once again, uh, we talk about barriers to exercise. So how I really dislike nocebic language in regards to movement mm. and exercise, but actually it also applies to nutrition as well. 
Yeah. And that's why people need to kind of be careful in regards to how they voice their opinions on, let's just say, yeah, in the context of what we're talking about now, organic food being superior, etc. Because you could then stigmatize it and place it, uh, the idea in someone's head that, you know, it's either organic or bust. Yeah, organic. Yeah. You either buy organic or you don't. You don't eat fruit and veg or food and as in Bill general. just said there. There's evidence that to suggest that it's putting people off of um, buying what's available at the time. Yeah. It's hard to blame, mate. When the media is pushing such a negative fucking agenda, like people, yeah. are, people look. They're probably like their kids and stuff. Why, why would you? Why would you intentionally feed your kids that you think is bad for them? Yeah. That's obviously why we're doing podcasts like this to you know get rid of that stigma. So yeah. And I'll be honest with you. Um, well before I was in the job role I'm in now, I was the same. I was spending extra money on organic produce. And if the, there was no, or, let's just say there was no organic produce company in stock, or the only organic ver, uh, produce left was like, a, so for, for some reason I mentioned peppers earlier, that's because I always used to buy organic peppers. Let's say that they hadn't been replenished yet, they hadn't been restocked, and the only ones left had been battered a little bit. I'd rather just say, oh, fuck it, I'm not going to get my peppers today. And I'd walk by the fully stocked, uh, just regular non-organic ones. So basically the takeaway there is, yeah. Just fucking buy it. Um, I also want to talk about something uh, from an environmental standpoint because we know, like, you know, I feel, I feel like a fucking pain in our stomach. So, as a society, we are becoming more environmentally conscious because of the way we're going um, in that way. And there's a whole argument of, of is non organic food bad for the environment as well? So, I did some digging because I'm quite interested in this sort of stuff as well. Um, and that what was kind of ironic was that organic farming actually uses more land than conventional farming, right? Um, and this is normally the actual argument that people use for eating less meat. So the vegan argument of, well, we need to eat less meat because of how much land it uses. But then why are these same people not having the same argument for organic stuff? Why are they not saying, well, organic uses more land? Why should we, hmm. we should be chilling that off as well? But they'll happily say we need to stop eating meat and stuff like that because of the land usage. But then the organic argument's not the same. Yeah. So it's like, why not doing that? So really what I'm saying is if you, if you do care about the environment, you should really be focusing on practices that support minimizing land usage because we don't want to be, you know, the more land we're using, obviously it's not, it's not mm. great, is it? So, um, And we need something that's also going to be sustainable, the growing population. So we talked about GMOs earlier, didn't we, Tom? Mm. Yeah. Uh, GMOs, if you're not aware, it's basically like, was it, is it genetically modified? Genetically modified or, or, organisms. Organisms. I can't remember yeah, yeah, that's that it, yeah. I know you said orgasms, to be honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds genetically like a very modified orgasms. Toy. Yeah. Get that in Victoria's Secret, whatever it's fucking what yeah. the called. <laughs> but um, basically, what that means is, though, is that if you are environmentally friendly, you need to be supporting things like GMO because. What GMO is doing is, just to let you know, by the way, there's no health risks at the moment. Again, we're not going to go into GMO too much. It's a pretty mm. similar conversation, but there's no health risks again. If anything, it's better for us because it's meaning that we can use less land and it's been able to feel, it's been able to feed um, an increasing population in the world. So it's sustainable. Yeah. It's, it's allowing us to sustainably feed the world as we get you know, more people fucking mm. coming to the world. So um, basically, if you care about the environment, actually, you should probably have in, you should probably have in non-organic. <laughs> it's really what I'm saying from what I can see. Um, yeah but yeah that's my little bit on, on the environment there so if anyone's got anything else to add to that because i'm not an environmental expert but that's just kind of what i found from my, my own sort of research onto it um, but yeah yeah basically non-organic seems to be great at this point just buy it yeah it's not fucking around it's not fucking around with these green labels and fifty thousand pound more i mean to me i don't think it's inherently harmful to no. you know buy or organic food but I know. if Mate, if you want to get it's inherently harmful for your wallet on. It's inherently harmful yeah. for your wallet. <laughs> but if people want to make the choice of being a bit to. more snobbish of buying that and, you know, showing off their privilege, 
go for it, crack on. But the key takeaway I want is for people to understand that it's okay to buy non-organic and you're still going to get nutritious food out of it and though you're not going to die from eating a non-organic pepper. No. Yeah. I mean, as I said, I did have a Spanish phone the works bill. Oh, no, I forgot. Oh, yeah. here you go. I'm being gaslit. Oh, no, here yeah. go. I know. Talk to me. Talk dirty um, to me, too. Uh, Let's go. Well, I don't know. Don't jump the gun just yet because there is some limitations to this study. Um, but, yeah, I did find a systemic review, 2020. Organic versus conventional food consumption. Is there a measurable benefit on human health? Oh, yeah. And let's scroll right down to... Oh, let's just go for the abstract because, as we said earlier, the best thing to do is just read the abstract, not the full paper. <laughs> yeah, fuck's sake. Um, but yeah, the conclusions was a growing number of important findings have been reported from observational research linking demonstrable health benefits to levels of organic food consumption. Clinical research has been short term and measured largely surrogate markers with limited positive results. Now, saying that, Pesticide excretion studies have consistently shown a reduction in urinary pesticide metabolites with an organic diet. However, there is insufficient evidence to show translation into clinically relevant and meaningful health outcomes. There is a need for studies to move beyond simply measuring the reduction in pesticide exposure with organic food to investigating measurable health benefits. Um, While findings from this systematic review showed significant positive outcomes for observational studies in several areas, including reduced incidence of metabolic syndrome, high BMI, non-Hodgkin's lymphoma, etc., 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 the current evidence base does not allow a definitive statement on the long-term health benefits of organic dietary intake. Consumption of organic food is often tied to overall healthier dietary practices, and lower levels of overweight and obesity, which are likely to be influential in the results of observational research. So actually, chances are, if someone has a diet higher in organic food, they might have other health promote uh, health promoting behaviours along with that. Yeah. So well, to speak. Mate, if you if we go back to the whole California stereotype, the people who do that, the mums, they'll do their little yoga, yoga, morning, Pilates, the yeah, Pilates yeah, yep, yeah, less stress, possibly a high income, smoothies every day, yeah. like organic smoothies. So that makes <laughs> sense. But that's just an example of a paper there where you're just stating something that's pretty like it's obvious you'd be able to know that. But it doesn't it doesn't mean that they're inherently better for you. It doesn't mean they're better for you. It means that the other stuff these people are doing who are consuming it are doing other stuff which is making them better. I mean, the funny thing is as well on their conflict of interest statement for that paper. The authors declare no conflict of interest. The research team are associated with a research centre in organic food and have remained mindful to ensure this review was objective, transparent and reproducible. But fair play to still say, look, this might be due to other uh, heterogeneity, etc. You know, there's Mm. other reasons that might be affecting their health outcomes that ain't necessarily specifically due to them smashing organic. I don't know. Well, mate. We, we spoke before, to be to, to eat a solely organic diet, you have to be of a higher income bracket, let's be honest. If we look at the whole socioeconomic thing, if you're in a low-income household, it's a bit difficult. Caveat, I don't point. think uh, exactly a, they have to be at a higher one, but no, they don't have probably. No. Probably, yeah. Probably. You would argue. If you, if, if, I would say that. The prices I mentioned earlier, Tom, if you were to go all organic and all that, you'd have to have a bit more money than you, you couldn't be of a low-income household. I'd argue you're probably not on benefits. You're not on universal credit if you're smashing organic. Or if you were, then it would be taking a lot of your benefits. Well, not a lot, yeah. but it would make a noticeable effect, you know, when yeah. money is tight. Leo's made a good point. Is it even possible to have a wholly organic diet in today's world unless you run a farm? That's a great <laughs> point, really. 
I mean, I'm, I'm sure you'll get those people who will like have a hedonistic lifestyle but still eat organic food, thinking that's going to cancel it out. So, yeah, you know, the, like the, the Patrick Bateman types, American psycho, you know, mm. high-life office worker, exercises every day, looks yeah. after their body with organic 15 food. 15-face moisturizers. Yeah. 15-face moisturizers, killing five prostitutes, and then going and doing a low, line of cocaine anyway. Yeah, yeah. exactly, yeah. I've just explained what our friend Sam, but yeah. Our friend Sam. I hope he's not listening because he, he definitely he hates he hates drugs, doesn't he? Yeah. He just put his foot in it. Not prostitutes, but yeah, drugs. Yeah, he loves prostitutes, doesn't he? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I hope he doesn't listen to this, he'll kick right off. Yeah. Oh dear. Yeah, anyway. We'll soon find out if he supports us. <laughs> awesome guys. I think I, I think that was actually a really useful episode because there is still that whole thing about organic versus uh, non-organic and I hopefully I mean if you did find this useful guys please share it around because this is the sort of episode which is hopefully going to tackle that media misinformation that's out there so if you do know someone out there who maybe does buy organic and they you know they preach it's amazing yeah. blah, 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 send them this podcast send them to listen to it because if they've got any arguments against us they can speak to us and I'll, I'll probably just uh, it, they'll see that on the messages it'll say seen I'll give them a heart react and I'll just leave it at that. Carry on with the rest yeah. of my life. The thing is, with these, with these kind of discussions, though, they can get really heated. As I said, they're really heavily politicised. Now, me, I have no stake in this argument. So if a paper was to come out that pretty much changed my mind and said, no, no, organic food is inherently much, much better for you, all right, cool, I'll try and eat more organic food. Mate, if that came out, yeah. I'll do a part two. I'll do a part one point five to this straight away. We'd get on the we'd get on here and make a new podcast straight away to so just quickly go over it and be like, okay, guys, we need but, to update some stuff. But I, I do think there's a lot of people out there that ain't going to be as objective. Um, so if I do come across those people, the best thing you could do is just say, yeah, you're probably right, and just continue with the rest of your day. Don't lose sleep over it. All we can do, mate, is like we people can listen to this and we can give them the information that they need, but we can't force people to take action yeah. on the information we're given that's in many of our episodes we can give you we can tell you what we know based on the current evidence and our own thoughts and how you use that is entirely up to you we'll leave it there we'll leave it there we'll call it a yeah. week i think we'll just we'll be go. we're back we're back up we had a week off we just we just wanted to get you know very energized ready to go i wouldn't say that i'm not energized at all <laughs> are you not joe would energize me oh no a nice hot cup of cannonball coffee <sighs> see what i did there bill I did, yeah. Cannibal See coffee. See what I did there? I'm shit when I've it heard... comes to plugging the Patreon. I know, but the coffee. I know, but the coffee is a different I heard a rumour on the streets, Tom, that you actually can get the coffee with a 10% discount. Is that true? Yeah, it is. It's uh, 10 CSGFP. What? Uh, and that's the, that's the promo code, isn't it? Oh, for fuck's sake. It's... People will probably think that's actually the promo What is a real promo code, Tom? Chat shit, get shit, innit? No. What? No. You actually seriously don't know what the promo code is? Yeah, it's Primal 10. Yeah, Primal 10. It's actually broken my heart. You you thought I wasn't even joking then, Bill. No, numericals, as you like to say. In numericals, exactly. See, I'm having to say it sulkingly now. Numericals. Yeah. Anyway, Cannibal Coffee, get some. Be energised. Yeah. Make sure you type in capitals just to be sure. Is it organic? <laughs> oh, fuck me. Right. We're going to end this podcast, but we're going to look at this up as soon as we end it. Yeah. Because you've made always. me panic now. Pleasure as always, guys. <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll, we'll see you next week. Bye.
As always, thanks for listening. Now, I'm fully aware we've asked slash plugged about 15 things in this week's episode from Patreon to coffee, but something I mentioned near the end there was sharing this episode if you found it valuable. This is a topic that affects a lot of people's lives, and as we've said, the media representation of this topic is you know, pretty awful, isn't it? So if we can combat that misinformation even little, then hopefully we'll be making a positive impact. So yeah, please share it around if you think it's going to help others. We will see you next week. Same time, same place for a brand new episode. See you soon.